When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Giving you the real from A to Z surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. News, updates, rumors, transactions, takes, and more. So strap up, Cowboys Nation, and start your day off with A to Z Sports. Live with Will Steele. Three, two, one. Here we go! Good morning, good people. Welcome to ABC Sports Live. We're streaming live on YouTube. And of course, I am your host, Will Skywalker Still. They don't deserve a boom. We do not deserve a boom. What we do deserve is to lay it on them, man. Cowboys get humiliated, man. Embarrassed. Whatever words you want to use. The country club Cowboys is what I call it. Strike again. The atmosphere. The, the whole star thing. I think got to this coaching staff and team kid. Disgusted. Embarrassed. Ashamed. Whatever adjective you want to use to describe the feeling of how you're feeling, of how they played, that's just use it. Use it, Cowboys Nation, because that's your right today. They That was without a doubt, man. And, and I thought about this. We were just talking about it with Jesse, or I was talking about it with Jesse after the show. Because, again, we don't, as soon as the game's over, we're going right on. So I don't have time to research or whatever, so I'm thinking off the top of my head. The worst playoff game I've ever witnessed for the Cowboys. And there's really no excuse to it. And the heads of the table possibly may roll, but the heads of the table will definitely have to be called out in this one. But after obviously sleeping on it, coming home, thinking about it, doing just a little bit of reason, a lot of reason, that was the worst playoff performance I have ever seen from these Dallas Cowboys. Again, embarrassed, disgusted, uh, ashamed, borderline speechless. Even still, the very next morning, whatever words you you have to use to muster up how you feel, you can throw it at this team. They they 100% deserve it. And, and like I said, we'll talk about really the generalizations of this whole thing and, and then break down kind of the details. But we got a, a long, long offseason, man. I was not prepared for an offseason like this. I just wasn't. I wasn't prepared for the Cowboys to come out there in round one at that at home. You've been playing well and to play like that. So here's what we're going to do. It's therapy time. You know how we do on, on Mondays after a loss. The, the problem is this is the last loss. This is the final loss. And it's still, as you guys can tell, I'm still kind of speechless at this one. It was one of the most gutless uh, performances that, I, that I've seen this team have 
postseason, regular season, it doesn't matter. It, it it was all the damn same. It was it was a gutless, soft performance. And um I got a few things we'll we'll talk about here in a second. But I do have a roundup. Let me make sure I actually got the roundup in right. One second, Joe. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Yes, I did. I do have a roundup. We'll get to. And then coming out of the roundup, I'm going to talk about the heads of the table. I'm going to talk about some of the intangibles that I think we're missing uh, from this game or that happened or uh, the Cowboys needed to do that didn't happen. And then we'll get into the phone lines, into our therapy session. So uh, make sure that's not. Boom. There we go. Get into our therapy session and talk to the nation. Let it all out. This is the day. <laughs> this is the day. I mean, for the next couple weeks, probably. But let all the frustrations out. There's nothing really we can say here. I can say. Just got to sit back. We got to listen to it all. So let's go ahead and hit the roundup. And Cowboys made history, but not in a good way. It is time for. It's time for the morning roundup. Round them up, boys. Let me talk to you. Like I said, Cowboys, the Cowboys made history yesterday. Not the type of history you can poke your chest about and peacock about. There'll be a lot of that going on. <laughs> Trust and believe me. But this ain't the type. What kind of history do they make, Scott? The most negative type of history you could possibly think of here. So, they're the first team. And we again, we talked about this on the post-game show. I couldn't remember a team that won 12 games three times in a row and didn't make it to the championship game. Well, that's because there hasn't been one. They're the first team to win 12 games three years in a row and not make it to a conference championship game in any of them. Oh, by the way, they're also the first team to allow a seventh seed to win a playoff game. Now, the seventh seed thing has only been incorporated for, what, a few years? But it is what it is. They're also the fourth team to outscore its divisional opponents by 150 or more during the regular season, but they're the only team to not reach the Super Bowl. Hell, change even win a playoff game. But the 2007 Pats, the 99 Rams... And the 84 Dolphins were the other three teams to have a 150-plus point differential. And all of them made it to the Super Bowl. Uh, Only one of them won, but all of them made it to the Super Bowl. The Cowboys didn't even win a game. Not the type of history you want to be on the side of, man. The Cowboys will not be able to shake the choking moniker. The allegations just won't happen. Speaking of which, Jerry Jones, of course, the question that was going to come up right after the game of this magnitude and the way it was played out was the coaching, right? And he sidestepped the question. I don't think he can sidestep it for very long, though. And we're going to talk about it here in a second. But this is what he's had to say about the coaching situation. I haven't reflected at all on anything about the coaching or any of that, Jones said. I'm amazed that we are sitting here without another game this this upcoming weekend. I don't have any comments or questions or answers for how and why 
we didn't do what we wanted tonight. So, you know, a, a very roundabout way of saying, man, I ain't got nothing for y'all in this coaching situation. Not yet. I'm, I did not expect to be in this situation. I expected to be advanced, and yeah, a lot of us did too. But you, you've got to address it, Jerry. And I know I'm jumping around here a little bit. Like I said, I wanted to talk about the intangibles, and the intangibles do start with the coaching. But I just want to talk about this game for a second and the intangibles of this game that we did not see that you could argue has been, has been a staple of this franchise for decades, right? The very first thing that just pops in my head, again, didn't re, I didn't even rewatch the game. Just off of initial reaction and reaction um, and emotions and whatnot. Because this, this is Monday, so it's all about the emotions today. The lack of toughness was on display. Effort, if you wanna if you wanna call it that, lack of effort, lack of toughness, whatever you want to call it. It 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 looked like <laughs> you know what it looked like? It looked like a team that just gave up on its on its coaches, on each other, and just was like, man, it's from the jump. From the rip. There are maybe a handful of players that want to be great on this team. Right? And they prepare that way. They play that way. They show emotion that way. But I don't know if there's enough. This is not a tough team, man. This is this is a team that deals with a ton of adversity like any team. But when it's time to put it all together and you go through that set adversity in the playoffs at home and to lose to a seventh seed at the crib, shows a lack of toughness in me. Another intangible. They seem to be unprepared, which is inexcusable. I mean, inexcusable. This is a win or go home game. And to me, this looked like a end of the regular or end of the regular season we're not trying to show everything or this look like a preseason game just trying to get out of there man this look like a hey i'm gonna roll my helmet what did we say you can't roll your helmet out in the playoffs you're not playing a bad team in any of these rounds and it looked like we rolled our helmet out there but maybe the biggest intangible in this game to me was absolutely zero adjustments or answers to anything. Anything. Look, man, regular season, you can shrug it off. Okay, hey, we got next week to try to make these adjustments. Okay, we'll take a look at the film. We'll make sure this doesn't happen in the postseason. Do or die. Your life slash season life, football life is on the line. You have to throw something out there. You have to attempt to make something. I don't care if it's a drastic one. I don't care if it's a small one. There was none of that. We I can confirm there was none of that, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. But there was none. In a game like this, 
again, eventually throughout the week, the the, the crumbs of the, the of the situation will get to. But it starts with the meat and potatoes of the team. The heads of the table is what I call them. And that's these three gentlemen. This game is ultimately probably for quite some time. And, and again, like I said, it'll, it'll trickle down to the other players and coaches or whatnot. It'll eventually trickle up, too, if it hasn't already. But it, it, it starts with the heads of the table. Dak Prescott, Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy. If you were going to make a run, you obviously need everybody, right? But I think we all can agree. You needed these three guys to be at the top of their game in a four-game stretch. And one of the things that I've always said about that, I'm going to sound like a broken record. When, when something isn't, when a house is burning down, right, around you, whether it's fair or not, you have to be able to overcome it. Once again, he did not. Well, that's not fair, Scott. It's the reality, though. It is the reality of playing on this team in its current climate. Dak, you've earned the playoff moniker of the pressure getting to you, of the choking, of all of that. You've earned that with this performance, and there's no running away from it, bro. You've got to wear this one, and you've got to deal with what comes with it. And that's going to be a different conversation, too. Conversation that's going to be tough to have here on a Monday and until we until the dominoes fall. But you've earned that. There's there is nothing anybody can say after that performance. You gotta wear that one, bro. He looked absolutely stuck with no answers on a way out. Now, this isn't this isn't me blaming him for, for a 48-32 to 32 loss. This is me putting the onus of his part of it, right? His portion of that pie, as Stephen Jones likes to say. There's a pie. I've got enough pie to go around. Well, here's your slice, Dak. When we needed you to put on that cape, to, to put out that MVP effort, couldn't do it. All you did was give more fodder to your playoff moniker. And there's nothing anybody can say about it. There's nothing I can say about it. Nothing you can say about it. Now, I did have a, I don't think I, I actually downloaded it, but I didn't bring it up. But he got asked a question about Mike McCarthy. And he said something along the lines of, well, 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 put my name in that list too, or something like that, right? Put my name in that list. It is. <laughs> when you perform like that, it's going to be in that list of whatever he was saying. But again, I'm going to sound like a broken record, man. What? Whatever is going on around you, at, at some point in a playoff run, and this is going to contribute to, to the next guy I'm going to talk about in a second, too. At some point, you've you've got to just overcome it, man. Fair or not. And, and it has to happen. And the questions that are going to be asked, the things that are going to be said, I don't want to use the term worthy, but are fair. After that, it's fair, man. And I ain't got, I'm not about to fight y'all. Or nothing. Not after that. There, there's 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 nothing to fight you about. You play like I said shit. By the way, we're gonna get some take some calls. Let it all out. Just the 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 MFers and the B's and things like that. Let's just be chill that way. But let it all out. 
I have no problem with that. But you play like shit. You look like you were stuck in a headlight and you didn't, a deer stuck in a headlight and you couldn't find a way out of it. Did your coach do you any favors? No. But again, that's to, for me personally, if you guys have been following this channel, that's something that I expect as a fan of this team in its current climate. I expect that to happen, right? Like when, when you have the coaches you've had for quite some time, we don't have one of those type of guys. One of those those young LaFleurs and McVay's trees and the mix, right? The McDaniels, we were having fun with that last week. The mix, we don't got one of those. The Shanahan tree, we don't got one of those. So the likelihood of you having to overcome that is pretty high. And, and if you're going to play on this team, in this climate, you have to do it. And Dak didn't do it. Uh, arguably the worst first half of football I, I've ever seen. <laughs> Especially for a 12-win team. Worst half of football I've ever seen, so... Your slice of this pie, Dak Prescott, here you go. Have it. Eat it. Humble pie, whatever you want to call it. The other half of this pie, got to talk about first, Dan Quinn. Oh, Danny boy. We've been kind of on your heels for, feels like, two months now. And I've I've been kind of dropping breadcrumbs of, the feels around the locker room in regards to Dan Quinn. And, and, I, and I'm still just going to drop breadcrumbs because I'm pretty sure things will come out over the next few weeks. But this might have been the worst defensive plan I've ever seen from Dan Quinn. Had no answers for LaFleur, for Love, for Motion, for Ann Jones. Nothing. And that goes back to Zero adjustments, zero answers, unprepared. I can throw that on Dan Quinn too, all of those. From heavy zone usage early, dropping Michael Parsons back on third and nine. I'm not going to be one of those yelling scream at, I'm not doing that, man. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Third and nine, you drop Michael Parsons. I mean, just inexcusable, man. To lining up safeties deep so they can run fit late to six DBs out on the field all damn game. I mean, I don't got a Koya on today. We'll talk. Me and Koya will probably talk this week. But I promise you, when me and Koya break this stuff down, bro, we're not just breaking it down to 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 to, to throw f- shit at the wall. We're not doing that. We just, we're just fans that happen to watch film and give our opinion on what we see on the film. They came out there and did that. I'm no defensive coordinator. I'm just saying, this is what I see. It, this is, uh, it's up to them to now put together the plan to combat that. I don't have the answers, Sway. This is what I see this team do. This is what this team does well. Hey, man, they're going to send guys deep and... Attack the middle of the field with some deep overs. You better get some pressure early and move Jordan Love off his spot. And I'm talking about way off, not standing in the middle of the pocket because he likes to stay in that pocket. What happens? They do that. Romeo Dobbs has a Christian Watson coming out party. How many times did you see this in this game? (laughs) I mean, how many times? 
again speechless. I'm just I, I, this is this is this is mind-boggling to me. In a playoff game, the floor just having his way with you, just wiping the floor with you. Yes, pun intended. It got so bad for Dan Quinn. He had to revert to something we don't do often, and that was cover zero. And he did it at the worst point of the field. Like, you're going to go cover zero. Do it on the other side of the 50. You do it in that red zone, green zone area. That's touchdown waiting to happen if you don't get on. It is literally do or, it's literally boom or bust. Either you're going to get home and get a sack or you're going to give up a touchdown. And they prepared so well for this. Now, this is on the players. You have to get out of it. And now we're getting down to the X's and O's, and this is it goes beyond it. Jordan Love uses his cadence. He realizes they're about to send a cover zero blitz. You would love for one of your guys to say, oh, call it off. Let's audible. Let's get out of that. He's picked up on it. Instead, Jordan Love audibles. They run a very simple motion that puts Gilly in a no-win situation. Gilly has outside leverage due to the motion. Uh, was it Wicks? Is that the kid's name? Runs a, a skinny post. Six. Easy. The easiest six. And even if he didn't go to Wicks, there was another guy open to him. I mean, just the easiest six you can think of. Romeo Dobbs might have had two catches for over 100 yards in this game off of just being wide the hell open in the middle of the field. They did to you what Mike McCarthy should have did to them. And we had no answers for it. It was a, a very shameful performance defensively, a frustrating one, um, I mean, frustrating game, period. And a lot of people are coming from Micah. We'll we'll go and watch the tape, but I promise you, this was a this was a player who that's not the one you want to come for. <laughs> Maybe one of the few players going 110 miles per hour. One of the few players that you had to make plays. You know what I call him coming out a playmaker, but you didn't put him in a position to do so. I don't think Dan Quinn put anybody in position to do anything. Again, third and nine and you're dropping Micah back? You kidding me? What are you getting cute for? Early in the game, we want to run zone? A whole bunch of zone? That's not who you are. It felt like LaFleur looked at the Arizona Cardinal tape. Buffalo. And San Fran, not that he had to switch up his own. I mean, these these type of coordinators run very similar things. And they just did the same thing over and over and over again. And sent Dan Quinn out embarrassed. Now, look, again, we'll get into the coaching situation. I know you guys will bring that up. I'm, I'm going to probably talk more in depth about the potential coaching stuff throughout the week names and do some more research and things like that so we can have a thorough show about it but today's emotion so we'll, we'll talk about that probably in a generalization way dan quinn did not help himself though right like he couldn't have helped himself in a, in a head coaching search now somebody's going to hire him i'd imagine <laughs> but if if he's going to get hired i'm telling them straight up hey that's six safety six db ish Leave that in Dallas. 
all that bringing down 205 pound linebackers leave that in dallas in 2023, you want to run a whole bunch of cover one and, 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 and deploy strong safeties in coverage. How many times did I see J. Ron curse and coverage in the back end? It was was just maddening. Leave that in Dallas. That's what I'm telling Dan Quinn. What if he don't take a job? <laughs> Different discussion. Different discussion. Dan Quinn, we'll, we'll talk more about you. Mike McCarthy. Mm-mm-mm. So, I don't know if it was this week. I don't know if it was last week. Whatever it was. Kept saying, Mike, there's only one way you could possibly have your name legitimately be in the fired candidacy, right? Hot seat, whatever. There's only one way. And... If you guys seen the movie Marvel, the the, the movie Endgame, I, I brought this up yesterday in a post game show. There's a scene in Endgame. There are actually two scenes where Doctor Strange, you know, he's doing all the crazy. He's going into the future to think of all the possibilities for them to beat Thanos, and he comes out with just one. Here's the scene. I, I'll play it for you guys. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Because I don't know if you can hear it. My bad. Here's the scene. Hey, what was that? Went forward in time. To view alternate futures. To see all the possible outcomes of the coming conflict. How many did you see? 14,605. How many did we win? One. McCarthy, this was your one thing you couldn't have done. This was it. This was your one thing. Like, you lose, like, losing would have put him on the hot seat, period, right? Hot seat, though. Losing in this manner? That seat has to be burning up. There is just no possible way. Look, shot, look, Nick Harris. I Look, and this is a Dallas Cowboy guy. Nick Harris. Man, fantastic work this year, bro. But there's no way you can come out of this game and legitimately say, ah, his, his job is safe. Ain't no way. This was the one thing he could not do to have his seat burning up. The one thing he could not do for his surrounding to look like this. And that was to come out looking unprepared show a lack of toughness zero adjustments or answers and then get blown out at home to the seventh seat forget the conversation having to be had right like I we're beyond the conversation. Like the, there, there was legitimate conversation for the for Dak, right? For not this one here. Hold on. 
there's legitimate conversation that like conversation for that. But in reality, that's going to be a tough one to try to move on from for a lot of people that are going to want to move on from. Dan, easy. It's not only a conversation. There's, there's one or two answers here. Not even one or two. There's who are we replacing him with? And the other questions, have we tapped out? I don't think he can survive this. I don't even know if he deserves to survive this. And that will eventually lead us into more conversations, which I'm pretty sure you guys will have. They'll throw names out and things like that. And, and I'll, I'll listen for the most part today, but I, I legitimately, I'm hoping we get an answer sooner rather than later. Right? I know Jerry was mum on it, but I don't think he can sit on his hands in this situation. Now, look, whether they keep him or not, we'll get back to the drawing board here as we do all the time. I was not expecting to get back to the drawing board this early. And we'll, as I always say, try to figure this thing out. That's all I can do. I'm not in that, you know, organization. I try to figure this thing out. But I don't think you can wait. Not with how many teams is it? Like eight teams or something like that searching for a coach. Not with so many candidates available and not with some young guys who will, will get some some recognition and again kind of teasing my thoughts on this situation I am torn yesterday I was having this conversation in the post game show with Jesse right Jesse me and Jesse were talking about we don't want dinosaurs I'm a big fan I've been talking about McDaniels was the first guy Bobby Sloak is another guy right that whole shit entry I'm a big fan of that big fan of Ben Johnson been talking him up for the last few years as well right uh, the new DC guy is Mike McDonald out of um, out of Baltimore, things like that, right? Big fan of these young guys. Here's where I'm torn. Damn it, I'm kind of already getting into it. I might as well lean into it a little bit. One part of me, 100%, would love to go that direction. The other part of me, Cowboys Nation, is there seems to be some head coaches out there that will check all these boxes you understand what i'm saying i know the names the Vrabels, the harbaugh's the 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 uh billichek's y'all don't like them i i get it right billichek 72 i don't get the i don't get the angst on Vrabel though Vrabel kind of reminds me of uh dan campbell i don't really i mean he had one coaching gig and i thought he did a good job in tennessee but I don't know. I don't get the whole angst on him. I think he, he's going to land somewhere on his feet. Uh, Harbaugh was successful in this league with Kaepernick and Alex Smith and won a national championship. I don't really, I don't get people not being out on Harbaugh either. I get the angst on Belichick. I understand that he's 72 years old. And it's going to be more about well, who the, how, who surrounds him. Like, what, what is surrounding Bill Belichick? But I knew one, I know one thing. I know one thing with Bill. He ain't with the shits. Mm-mm. Let me tell you something. In that in that locker room right now, there is going to be a handful of players legitimately sick. Right? See, us fans, we're there's we're probably more sick than a lot of those guys. And then there's going to be another side that's like, hey, man, when's the flight to Cabo? 
I don't think there will be that type of situation with one of those type of guys running this thing. So that's where I'm torn. And again, I'm getting ahead of myself. I will break this down even further detail. But I'm torn on the young up-and-coming guy that I'm a huge fan of and the A-man we need to right this ship. We need to change this culture. It's a conversation we'll have, man. It's a conversation we'll have uh, for a long time. And a lot of y'all got a lot to say. We'll get to a handful of calls here. And, and we're going to space these out throughout the week because this is, this is, this is, we got a long, how many months, man? I usually give it to about February to start, to, to once we get into, uh, Senior Bowl talk. Uh, yeah, y'all know my. If you've been here, you know my my schedule per se of end of season. We'll review the position groups and the coaches and all that stuff. But I feel like the Cowboys this week is an important week where we kind of got to sit back and watch what happens because the dominoes will have to fall some way, shape, or form. Right? It will have to fall. Uh, like they can't just sit on their hands. A decision will have to be made. And then when that decision is made, depending on what happens with maybe who they bring in or don't decide to bring in, then that will check another box. That another domino will fall. And this the conversation will be fluid for probably the next week or two. So things may be different than what they were in the, in the past few years of me covering a team. But I will continue to cover this team, no doubt about it, and um, give you my honest opinion on how I feel about what's going on. So without further ado... Let's go ahead and hit these phone lines, man, and get to the therapy session of this show. We'll start off with uh, Mel. Good morning, brother. Oh, oh, God. Man, I, I'm first, man, I ain't got the answers. I don't want to pretend like I got the answers. Facts, 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 facts. I don't want to. I don't. I don't even want. I don't even want to play the game like I got the answers. I had a lot of opinions going bad, into y'all. the game on what I thought would transpire. None of that happened. Um. I really just wanted to say, the exact bro, opposite. Man, thank you, man. Yeah, it was complete opposite, man. Yeah, man, I, I wanted to say thank you for a great season, bro, man. You you held it down the entire year, ups and downs. I thought yesterday was some of your best work, man, in a very, very traumatic situation. Well, I, I, I for sure. I, I appreciate man, that, look, man. I would have been, I would have been unplugging that damn black magic. I would have been cutting that YouTube off. I would have told Jesse, bro, you got it. I'm gone. I would have packed up my shit and been out, man. It ain't no way. Uh, and then then uh, you really, you know, you got on there and you, you didn't yell. You didn't scream. You you stay professional, man. And, and I think a lot of people don't really fully understand this. Like, you are a real Cowboys fan. You're not like you're, you're a Cowboys fan first and a YouTuber, streamer, or, you know, Whole yeah. second, and a lot of these guys, I, I'm not saying I'm not pooping on nobody, but a lot of these people are kind of streamers and YouTubers first, and cowboy fans second. And you're not that, bro. And for you to do what you did yesterday, man, I know that wasn't easy. No, I no. know it wasn't easy, man. Yeah, none of this is but, none, uh, none of this is easy after after a day like that, uh, especially when you get embarrassed, right? Uh, and like and like you said, uh, maybe. Maybe I'm glad you noticed that, but I, I can understand if you don't notice that, if you've never been around me or you don't know me, you just know, you know, got discovered me two, three years ago, whatever. But yes, 100% a diehard. And that was, that hurt. You know, as we're talking in our chat, I think it was Foots who, who wrote in there, was like, man, this hurts. And all of us was like, hey, this, this one stings because we felt really good about, about this pros- the prospects of this team. 
But at the end of the day, one of the things I've always said about doing this is I do feel like I have an obligation to you guys. I don't want I'm not gonna yeah. be the throw the 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 remote at the TV. And I know that's probably what y'all want to see from certain people, but trust and believe me, the, I've got a lot boiled up in me. And sometimes you'll hear it as I get my emotions get high here. But I've 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 tried to keep my composure so that I can think critically. Because that's the toughest part about this whole thing. That's is, the toughest part. That's the Especially toughest part, bro. When, I mean, when you when something like that happens, man, it's if you know, no, I don't I don't care. Even if you're the biggest Dak hater, you're the biggest Mike McCarthy hater. I didn't and, see and now that I gotta kind of remove the I gotta remove the term hater from all of that because everything that everybody said it it, it proved to be true, but um. You know, no matter how you feel about them, there was no way that that is what you thought was going to happen. There's, there's just no way you, that nah, is what I, you thought was going to happen. No, I just um, didn't. You know, like if, you said, man, yeah, yeah, go we're going to see how these dominoes fall over the next uh, couple of weeks. Or, I, I, 24 I to 48 the, hours. I feel like they, they're yeah, going to have yeah, to yeah, fall very yeah. fast. Yeah, yeah. The, big, the, biggest thing, the biggest thing is they got to they gotta move soon. You, whatever it is, if you if you're gonna make a change, you gotta move soon. Or uh, you know, if you say, okay, we stay in pack, you gotta move soon. But the decision has to be made very very quickly, um, at least on the coaching front, because like again, man, there's a, there's I think there's seven teams right now looking for head coaches, okay. and um, there's tons of candidates, and there's already interviews taking place, and some of these guys have had openings since week five so you know what i mean i mean not literally but you know they've, they've had openness for a while and they've already been in the search and they they're ahead of you on the research part so sure. if you're gonna make a move you got to decide that soon if you're gonna stay packed and uh you know go that route then you, you've got to do that as well but you know i don't have the answers on that i don't want to pretend like i do um and uh you know i'll call in more man and let's get rocking we in the off season now i'm, I'm gonna be here with you bro and uh, we'll see how things go, man. But a uh, great job yesterday, man. In a in a otherwise completely shitty situation. But uh, appreciate that, man. You know, man. Hurts to say go Cowboys, and I I can't say that shit right now. But um, you know, go Sky. <laughs> Peace, brother. Appreciate you, dog. And and part of me opening the show was going to be, I feel feel bad for us. Right, like the, the real cowboy fans, you know. I feel bad for us. Cause we're gonna be right here now. Not everybody. I've already started to see somebody, I think it was Britt Johnson who posted something where there's another one of those, hey, I've been a fan for 20 years. I'm renouncing my fan. I'm not talking about those. I'm not talking about those that root for the team to fail. I'm not talking about those. Like the, the legitimate fans of this squad. Whether whether you're a bit more cynical, pessimistic, still fan. Or whether you're overly a homer, right? Or you're in the middle. I feel bad for us because I don't have to go into work, right? In the sense of I'm here with y'all. So this is a completely different story. I, I, I got to take the brunt of this. But imagine you're going to your office or you're going to the warehouse or you're going to wherever you are, man. All year you've been feeling good about your squad. Man, you got to deal with this, man. Especially if you live back home. or well, I say back home. I'm back, back in Pennsylvania, right? In PA, in Philly, in, in in Steeler country, San Francisco country, right? Wherever. You got to deal with this. And you got to sit on this type of loss for eight months. The, the only saving grace for me 
is that I have to turn the page at some point because, like I said, I'm going to cover this team. I, I, I'm not going to. I'm not quitting. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm going to cover this team. I'm going to try to, you know, be here for you. I say this all the time. Win, lose, or draw, I'm here for it all. So I can kind of just get into my work and, and we can keep it moving. But got to sit on this for eight months. And I say eight months because even the draft, free agency, camp, we'll muster up the excitement as we always do. But at the end of the day, we're going to come back to eight, man, 48-32. First team in history to go 12-5 or 12-win, three in a row, didn't get to 28-9-year drought, whatever it's been. Another choke performance by Dak. Like, that's going to continue to be said. And there's nothing you can do about it. All three of these gentlemen, and, and, and a couple of them might not be here, all three of these guys, Dak, Dan, and Mike, will have earned whatever is to be said about them. And I'm a big fan. Uh, well, I'm a big fan of one of them, right? Like Dak Prescott. I'm a fan of Mike. Was a fan of Mike. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little bit put off by this. I, I can't. I can't front. I, I'm looking to make a, a move here. Um, and then Dan, we we kind of were talking about how like we we have to do something different, especially since what I know about how they feel about Dan Quinn. Um, but I was just looking to get through this postseason with him being the best of the best. Didn't happen. All right, my bad, y'all. Y'all not here for me. I hear the vent. Let's get back to the phone. B Bird, what's good, man? Hey, what's happening today, Scott? How you doing, man? It's a rough one, brother. It's a rough one, a rough yeah. one. But um, like I said, win, lose, or draw, we here for it all, man. So you mind. So one thing, the first thing I would say is that you remember uh, the twenty twenty one season. I think it's twenty twenty two playoffs against Forty Nineers at home. I, yo, they, I think I might know they, what you' about to say. Nervous. I think I know what you' about they to say. Nervous. And if you say it, bro, I was literally thinking about you. But go ahead. Yeah. So they look nervous. Um, and that's the same thing that um, uh, McCarthy said back then. And it's the same look in their eyes they had this time, too. Um, one of the things I said, but before you, then, I don't know if you remember this. Before you go on, go, go the ahead. whole nervous part, are you talking, yeah. are you insinuating the preparedness? Because I remember what you said. You said in 2021, I thought about that. I thought about you, bro. The yeah. way this team looked to me, it looked like they were not confident in their plan. Correct. And, and you said I, something. I, I think. You said something along the lines in 2021 of they came out nervous because they weren't confident. And when you're not confident, it's because you don't believe in what you were prepared to do. And I was like, man, I'm think, I thought about B-Bird and how this game played out. But go ahead, yeah. Well, one thing I, I would love to see, because you got all 22, what kind of coverage they were playing. Because to me, it seemed like a lot of times when Dak dropped back, cover. he didn't have anybody to throw to. And he didn't know what was going on. And he didn't feel confident about that. And I think that continued through most of the whole game on the important part of the game. So that'd be something on the All-22 maybe y'all can, can see a little bit more of. Yeah. But, um, X's uh, and O's wise, I, 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 don't, I don't quite know, but it looked like from the broadcast view, it was, it was a bunch of cloud and cover, vision, defense, but nothing that we, we, we haven't seen before. It's just the plan to attack it was it – it looked very much like we were back in week five in San Francisco. Slant. Double slant, slant, double slant. Uh, it, it just was – and they sat on it. And by the time they sat on it, you saw Darnell Savage defending the the slant, the double slant. He he guarded two guys. He defended Cooks and he peeled off Cooks and boom. He's like, I know you're going to, to C.D. Lamb on this double slant. I've been doing it the whole game and pick six to the house. It, it 
it was maddening to see that we really had no answers for a very basic, generic zone defense. Yeah. Again, I said this uh, back then that we we got we have a team full of thermometers, but we have no thermostat. When things are going bad, man, we have nothing to change the temperature of the room. The energy just continues to go bad, and I'm gonna tell you, that's got to be Dak, that got to be McCarthy, or someone of that ilk that people can look to and say, okay, now man, calm down. We're gonna be all right. We're gonna do this and get everybody calmed down. They have no one to look to, and it's like when things go bad because me, you talked about this uh, a couple of weeks ago. We're front runners, man. Yeah. When things are going great, we're great. But when things are going bad, we can't turn that thing around, man. I I, I would have been looking for somebody to actually fire him up, B-Bird, you know. Uh, I, I've seen the, what do you call those, the uh, signs of the sideline where it's, hey, man, you know, we got this. Now. I've seen that, right? And, and, that's, and you do need to be level-headed. I'm not saying I want the quarterback or the head coach or somebody, but I would like to see some damn fire when your 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 life is on the line from a football standpoint. And it just felt like people going on the sidelines. Coach had to go talk to C.D. Lamb. Dak's talking to C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Uh, Lamb's out there getting yeah. pushed around. Dak goes to – I mean, he does his normal thing. He goes to the sideline and just sits by himself. But it just looked like – I wasn't in the stadium to see. I'd imagine – I'd love to speak with somebody that might have been able to take a peek at the sideline. Like, it just seemed like there was no life there, right? No energy yeah. for a winner-go-home game. And you go look on the other side, Packers going there playing with nothing to lose were – Fired the hell up, man. And you got to understand teams playing against the Cowboys, no matter how bad they are, they're coming to bring their A game. You got to bring your A-plus game. One of the things, too, man, I, I think this team just, just lacks mental toughness, man. Yep. I just I just think that they, they just, when the going gets, gets tough, man, they don't know how to to to, to bear down and, and, you know, and get gritty, man. And I think that goes back to, you know, who I am. It's culture, man. Mm-hmm. We, we just, you cannot have the Jones setting the culture for the players, man. And I will give you an analogy, man. I'm a grandparent now. And how I treat my grand my grandkids is totally different than how I treated my kids. And my kids say, Dad, you know, you, you're a different granddad. And I say, yeah, because yeah, it's my job to raise y'all. It's my job to spoil them. Mm. And so in raising is a, is, a, is, a, is a job, man. I got to get in there and do it. And so – I have to set the culture for my kids. Yeah. I ain't got to set the culture for my grandkids. That's, that's, they, that's their parents' job. And so what I'm saying is the, the grandparents should never be setting the culture for a family. You see what I'm saying? And I so see. I, loved, I love them, that analogy. They're the, grandparents. they're the grandparents. They shouldn't be setting the culture. And so the thing is, that's why you got to get a coach in here, man, that has enough reputation, that has enough clout, that comes in here and they say, and they say no, we're going to him, dude. 72 years old, I don't care. It's Belichick, man. you got to bring somebody in here to change the culture. You can't change every player. You can actually salvage Dak. But you got to bring somebody where they can look to and say, hey, man, he got it. Fair He's enough. been there. He's the guy. Then this, that, and other. And so, man, I just think that people are, are underestimating the culture and the change that we need in this organization, man. we got to get somebody to come in here. And Connor Acton Jones, these young guys are not going to be able to do it, man. They're going to fall in place. They don't have enough cachet. Jerry's going to run dead over them. The only two times these cultures have ever changed was Jimmy and Bill. Bill. That's the only two times they've ever changed, man. We have to have somebody with a big enough personality to come in here and change this culture. That's all it is to it. And you can salvage some of these players. You ain't got to get rid of all these players. We've had over 28 years, dude, we've had we've different had coaches. We've had different yeah. players and the same results. What was that? 
Yeah, we've we've had we've had a ton of I mean hundreds of different players, a talented roster. I think this I said this before. Uh, I don't know if it was on Vacha show or somebody's show. I was like, hey man, the the difference if we're going to make a run this year is going to be coaching uh, because you've had the players before. But the, but beyond the coaching is the culture, like you said though. So but but I was getting at what you're saying. We've had talented yeah. players before for the last 28, 29 years, and we still haven't been able to to get over the hump. We're actually, I think, in the longest drought in the history. I uh, think of the game they said of, of not getting to the championship game. Yeah, that's yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Now, now I want I want to <laughs> say can I say one I want to yeah. say one thing and this is my last thing to say. I, I want to remind if people don't know they may be too young. The the Jimmy Johnson when he said I'm going to put it in three inch headlines we're going to beat the San Francisco 49ers. and I'll tell y'all this everybody know knows of that but I'll tell y'all the backstory to that. Jimmy sensed that his team was nervous, and he saw it coming to the championship game. That was the second Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Jimmy said, they said, well, why did you do that? He said, man, because I had to take the onus off those guys. He said, they were under pressure. They felt the pressure. I could tell during the practice. He said, so what I did is I, I called up the, a reporter and said, I got one for you. And he said, what? He said, we, I'm guaranteeing a victory. We're going to put it in three-inch headlines. So the next day, all the reporters, nobody went to ask the players anything. All the camera was on Jimmy. Everybody's asking Jimmy, how are you going to guarantee? Yeah, I guaranteed it, this, that, and other. And he said, the reason why is because I don't play the game. I took all the pressure off those guys and put it dead on me. And guess what? They got to play loose. We ended up going to the Super Bowl, winning the Super Bowl. But that was, that was, that was mental, man, the mental toughness. That's a great the story. mental know-how. This is why I had to do that. And so what I'm trying to tell you is that yesterday and in 2021, when Mike felt that those guys were nervous, it was up to him to do something to change it, and he didn't. He went out there and played that game. They played like they were nervous. They played yeah. like they had pressure on them. Yeah. Anyway, man, that's it for me, man. I'm going to let somebody else get on and talk, right. man. I appreciate you, brother. Man, I mean, right. as always, great call, B-Bird. He has a great mixture of incorporating his life and then the stories of being a fan for so long. It's a great it's a great call. Yeah, man, it, it, it looked just like that. It looked like they were nervous, daring headlights, no answers, and then when they get to the sideline, heads are down. It's it just shocking, especially at home, but shocking. And the other team came out there and played loose. They played free. I like I had nothing to lose, but culture is is, is definitely, again, I always say this to y'all, it's an off-season conversation, right? Fortunately, we're here back, right back in the off-season. Right back here in the off-season. And look, I'm going to blame the coaches. I'm going to blame the players and everything like that. But at, at the end of the day, at some point, you are going to have to to bring somebody in here to switch all this ish up like Bill did and like uh, Jimmy did. But will that happen? That's always a question. Will they allow that to happen? I don't know. So therefore, I go back to stamp it on my forehead. I know Toxic hates this. Got to overcome it. Then Toxic's going to follow up with, you can't overcome it. And that's obviously been the case here. But to come out and and, and look that way is crazy to me. And this is where I'm torn. Again, I'll go back to this and I'll be repeating myself for a while. I agree with a lot of you guys that, you know, a Belichick, a a Vrabel, a a, a, uh, Harbaugh will be welcomed here. Because I don't think they're gonna they're gonna take that BS. But me and Jesse, and I think he talked about this on the post game, or either us just talking in general. 
Are they going to be okay with it? Hey, man, you got to go on the radio twice a week. Hey, I'm Jerry Jones. I'm going to be talking after the games, the first one. I'm Jerry Jones. I'm going to be on the radio two, three times a week. I'm Jerry Jones. Run every single last thing by me. Are they going to want to deal with that? That makes it tougher, you know, here in Dallas. So if you say, well, we're going to rule out those guys, then it's the, okay, what about the Young Bucks? Is Jerry going to put his eggs in the basket of, a, of an unproven head cut coach, a young guy, Mike McDaniel or Ben Johnson, a McDonald, I'm sorry, uh, Bobby Slowick? I like these Young Bucks, and there's more. Trust me, there's more out there. I, I have no idea what these – I don't even know if Jerry knows what he wants to do. Tried the young thing, didn't work. Tried to retread, didn't work. He don't even got the answer, Sway. He don't even got him. James, good morning, sir. Hey, what's good, man? I'm gonna Not a whole lot. Up with you. Yeah, hold up. I got you on speaker here. I got to take you off speaker. Give me a second. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I want to call that nervousness because we've been there before this year or if, I, if uh, we can just call it absolutely, if I can say it, freaking ass pathetic because i tell you this much you cannot go out there against the packers um who to me kind of backed into the playoffs yeah did they win enough to get in sure but they had to have help the help came through so they got in and to lay that big of an egg i mean that is absolutely inexcusable i mean uh, you said it on your you know on your morning uh, roundup i mean uh what was that guy dobbs i mean <laughs> we Made him looking like the second coming of Jerry Rice, man. He was so freaking wide open. Jordan Love, we had no answers to put pressure on him at all. Um, uh, that one tight end, I don't know what, what his name is, but Luke I know Musgrave. his number was 88. Pretty much did whatever he wanted to do. One play, he was so open, he stopped his route, stood there, caught the ball, and, and the just punt. trotted into the end zone. You know what I'm saying? This team lacks, what I want to say gusto. This team lacks, I think you already hinted on this, this team lacks discipline. This team lacks serious motivation. And I don't care what anybody says. I know there's a lot of people that like Dak Prescott, but, dude, he's a good quarterback through the regular season. But in, in, in the playoffs, bro, you got to step it up. you got to turn it on. Yeah. You can't go back to, oh, well, I'm going to suck here in this game. And he says the same shit after every game. And, dude, I'm tired of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, we are. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's got he's to want to win or go home, bro. I'm, I'm, I, t- I turned this game off, and after the third drive, there was just no life to the team. And I think you mentioned this, too. There was no fight in the team. It's like we got hit square in the mouth, and we stopped playing. We gave up. That's what it looked like to me, you know? And then last but not least, I was on your show, what was it? Friday, I think, or Thursday, and what did I say? I said this. I said, and I quote, if we can't stop Aaron Jones and Aaron Jones goes off, we will lose the game. What Aaron Jones do? He went off. You know what I mean? We had no answers. I think Dan Quinn was already on the way out for that Seattle job, I think, and this was his parting gift because this was absolute pathetic all the way around. The coaches, everybody, like you said, there should be enough humble pie to go around the table, man. Am I wrong or what? No, 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 no. That's why we, um, let me see here, we split the humble pie up like this. Now, again, the crumbs of it, we'll talk about the crumbs of it, but the humble pie right. is well split into three, and it's everybody you just talked about: Dak, Dan, and and Mike. Yeah. You know, all three and of those also, guys got got to share a brunt yeah. of this because you can't come like again. If the house is burning down around you, I, I, look, you got to put on the cape, 
Dak. I, I don't care if, if the coach wants to run the ball to, five sure. times out of the first six second downs, and this plan is shitty. I, dude, put on a damn cape, okay? At some point in in in, in, right, a, in a playoff to, run, sure. you're going to have to do it. So you get some of this. Dan Quinn, absolutely atrocious. Yeah. This was awful. The worst yeah. I've ever seen. And then Mike McCarthy, it, your team is unprepared and lacked mm-hmm. the toughness. So all of y'all, y'all get on. And I'm on. with you. And I'm, yeah, and I'm with you. And it's just like uh, B. Bird said, I think is what his name is. You know, it, it's just crazy. I've been a fan, dude, since 1980. I don't know if any, how many other people remember this. I have been a fan for so long. I remember Danny White being the quarterback and the punter on the same football team, okay? That shows you how long I go back. And this, by far, to me, this hurts more than San Fran whipping our ass this year, if I can say ass. Absolutely. I mean, dude, that we was a week five destroyed. game. Who cares about a week five game? You, you got embarrassed in a win or go home game. This was the worst That's what playoff I'm loss, about. It loss felt the same to me. in the history of the Cowboys organization. It was worse. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, it was the hurt level was worse than that. I mean, and you got beat at the crib. And, and, and you had no answers. Mike McCarthy had no answers. Nobody had no answers. It's like everybody just, you yeah. know, threw up their hands after the first score. It's up. Well, screw it. I guess we're going to lose again this year. And then it, the play afterwards looked like it. Everybody gave up. There was no fight left in the team. None. Yep. So, I don't know, man. I, I hope uh, Jerry Jones gets rid of McCarthy. I'm not expecting anything because we had, what, 10 years with Jason Garrett. So, I don't know. That's true. Uh, I hope to God he does the right thing. I'm not counting on it. But I hope he does because this 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 uh this uh, debacled uh, bullshit man sky can't continue man something's got to change. Well, all right, man. Appreciate you, James. Oh, you're welcome. There was where's it at? I don't have it over here. I'll keep talking about it because I mean, look, James. Sure. You know, the Jason Garrett thing happened, but also this happened. The one thing that Mike couldn't do, the one scenario in 14 million and 900 scenarios he couldn't do to get fired was come out there and look like that. And he did that one thing. So I think it's on the table. You know, in, in reality, everything is on the table. After that performance, I just didn't think we'd be having this conversation of it even being on the table. One thing to lose, man, which seats would have been hot. Things would have been talked about in general. It's another thing to be embarrassed and to put out a pathetic effort in that way from a game plan standpoint all the the way down. I don't think either of these coaches helped out and then you didn't have enough Supermans on the team that were able to put on the cape and do I don't even know if Superman Superman would have needed Justice League to be able to overcome this BS that was happening out there. But none of it happened. None of it happened, man. And it sucks. Kobe. Good morning, sir. What up? What's up, Sky? You mad low, Kobe. I understand. I understand right. this one hurts, brother, but you gotta speak up a little bit. Uh what, what what hurts even more is the, the fact that I was over at my stepbrother's house, and he's a Packers fan. Mm. I went over there thinking, oh, yeah, we about to whoop some ass. Let me ask well, some. What, what, I, I don't, was I don't he cordial? Uh, and I, he didn't talk much trash all week, but he kept, he kept trying to get some uh, snapshot videos of me, and I, 
I was just or Snapchat. I'm sorry. Awesome. I was like, you're not getting a reaction out of me, man. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've already witnessed this. I witnessed it with San Francisco, and I feel like Green Bay took Buffalo's game plan. I mean, literally, they took Buffalo's game plan outside of Buffalo not really throwing the ball. Yeah. Green Bay did, and they they literally did the same thing over and over again. Outside of a few, like the last caller was talking about that, uh, uh, number 88 tight end when he was wide Musgrave. open. And I kept saying that all night. <clears throat> I kept saying it all night. I was like, why is Donovan Wilson at the damn line of scrimmage? Like, why do we keep running this exact same defense? It, it made no sense to me why we <laughs> played a, a, a different style of defense all year, and then we come into the game where it matters the most, and yeah, yeah, man. we're just like, hey, yeah, do your thing, Jordan Love. Whoop our ass. Send us home. Who cares? 16-0 and at home? Yeah, that, that doesn't really mean much to us. And, you know, I, I've, I've, I'm like almost at my breaking point with Cowboy fans because immediately after the game, it's, oh, yep, Dak Prescott's fault. He lost us the game. And it's like, Show me a game from this past season where a team won where their opponent scored 41 points on offense. Outside of the pick six and the other interception, which really should have been a P.I., show me any just, other team in the league. Yeah. Any other team. There's not one. And I, I felt like the first quarter or two, it was like our our – receivers just either a again when i called in earlier this year and said i need more effort out of my star receiver and cd lamb he put a little bit more effort in but it's like this game they they just they they got beat up i mean jared alexander was over there bro just bro. bullying him Bully. hey there was a there was a, a a point in time i don't know if i if i said it on on the halftime show or not uh, after a play where Lamb, they didn't throw the ball to Lamb. He went somewhere else or something. Jair Alexander just got up in him and just pushed him in the back, and 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 CD yeah, Lamb kind of just was walked to the right. Yeah, <sighs> some boys got bullied. I, yeah. I mean, yeah. I I personally, and this this will be a strong take for me, and other Cowboys fans probably don't feel the same. But please remember, this was Mike McCarthy's first year calling plays. Every first year, outside of your success stories you're hearing with Houston and stuff like that, no. it was a hell of a lot better than the prior years. As far as offense, yeah, we had a lot of no-shows here and there, but it's it's almost like he was saying with culture and discipline. It's like as soon as Green Bay went out there and scored on that first drive and they showed Aaron Jones on the sideline, put them glasses on, it's like the life just got sucked out of that whole team on both phases of the ball. And then it was like Dak had to play that Cam Newton game manager role to try to reignite people, but they got reignited at the right time. Game it was manager. 41 to 16. I know I'm just throwing metaphors out there. I don't necessarily mean he was a game manager. That That's what they were – that's how it was being called, the play calling. Right, but, but it, I'm just it, it saying. Was managing, it was being managed. I, yeah, he, the, the way it seemed like 
the game was going early was, hey man, let's just play conservatively. Let's try not to lose the game, and it was it was a hundred percent. It looked like again we were on the road in San Francisco, double slant, slant, quick game, and it just was really weird. They they did not stretch this defense out until the end of the game, and by that time it was too late. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm curious to see what comes. I, I, I'm not very hopeful just because we know who our ownership is. Um, they, they, they have seen. They, they, they act like they're willing to write the biggest check in the world to to go and win it. But when it comes down to it, we all know what happens. We all pass the trade deadline. I mean, we don't know what to be expected. Don't buy that. So yeah. I, I don't know, man. I, I, I'm. It sucks, but. You know, it's it is what it is, man. We uh got to wait till September now. Yeah, and to get back out there, sure, absolutely. But but we got we got some got to get back to the build to the to the drawing board and start building this team. And like I said, I'm gonna be here win, lose or draw, breaking it all down for you, man. Appreciate you, linebackers in the draft. Oh, we'll get there. Trust and believe me. You you, you can pretty much pick whatever the hell you want. The Cowboys is gonna likely need it at, at some point on their team. But uh, we'll talk about it all, Kobe. Appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. See, see, man. The, the reason why I asked him about the Packer fan was because, look, I, I have shouts out to the Packer fans that did come out there to walk ons. Maybe the most respectful fans I've ever seen in my life. I, I was telling Jesse, couldn't be me. You know, couldn't be me. I'd have been so hyped up and whatnot. But I think by the time it got to twenty-seven nothing, they was just like, all right, man, let's just get up out of here healthy. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, though, man, congratulations to them. Um, I mean, Jordan Love, what a coming out party. What a coming out party. We talked about Jordan Love being a talented quarterback that has a live arm that can make the throws, and you had to do what, for me, in my opinion, but you had to pressure him up the middle and get him off his spot outside the pocket because he lo- even when he looks like he's scrambling, he ain't really trying to scramble. He will drift, and he will come right back into the pocket because that keeps the whole field open, and he gets that from an Aaron Rodgers. And he looked like Aaron Rodgers out there. We talk about how he looked like Aaron Rodgers throwing the ball mechanically. He looked like Aaron Rodgers with some of his releases and the arrogant throws. You got to make him pay for all that stuff. Cowboys did not do it, man. Um, Jordan Love proved this season that, you know, he's a franchise guy. And they got a good young one moving forward. So I do want to give congratulations to them. Uh, I get it. This is a Cowboys show. And obviously, we'll talk about the Cowboys. Cowboy fan. I'm also a football fan. And when all this just settles... Uh, there's another young quarterback that we're going to enjoy watching play, I think, in in, in, in the league. And LaFleur got one, man. LaFleur, with that scheme and with him, I think they're going to do some good things. And, you know, you talked about culture. You talked about, I know, Mike McCarthy's first year and things like that. Very true. My problem is the things that we saw yesterday, I don't necessarily think are scheme things that would change i think these are kind of things that are embedded in mike at least it feels that way because you you look i get it it's year one but you had all season to understand what you do well and don't do well it's not like this is game five this is game 18 or whatever so to come out and be stagnant and, and run this kind of conservative looking offense and we're just doing run on second down set up third down run on second down set up third down run on second down set up the i mean what are we doing here? I get it. They suck against the run, but then get under center. Do some zone things. Do some creative things. You saw LaFleur call a... I mean, this was an excellent... Like, they play flawless. Offense, defense, they play flawless. 
But you saw the floor. Get under center. Zone. Play action. Pull it out. Move the pocket. You know? Deep overs and, and just stretching the Cowboys defense out. We want to run the same damn shotgun run. Stagnant ass offense at home. Like these are the things that feel like they're just in his DNA because they show up far too often. So I, you know, I, I get it. First year, maybe year four, but I'm not trying to really look at, I'm not trying to be year four if, 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 if he's not going. And you say, look, you look at Houston. Well, look at the dude in Houston. Bobby Slowick comes from that tree, the floor, uh, McDaniels, Slowick, uh, McVeigh, uh, Zach Taylor, Shanahan. Well, stop, look, stop the messing around, man. Go get one of those dudes or somebody that's the Ben Johnsons of the world. Or if you get a defensive coordinator or a culture-changing uh, head coach that's defense, the Rables of the world, the Belichick's of the world, go reach out to one of those trees. I digress. I digress. DJ. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the therapy session. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, Scott. And, you know, I, I already know. I won't ask you how you're doing. I kind of know. I've listened to it for a couple of hours now. But uh, Damn, it's been a the couple. only thing I got to say, man, is that I'm not as extreme as everybody else is. I think there's major change that does need to happen, though. Um, I don't I don't see how as a front office, um, if you have any kind of merit or anything like that, that you sit back and you don't do anything. Yeah. Right. Um, Got to do something. And, I, and I've been one of the biggest Dak supporters out there, but there's uh, both his and Mike McCarthy's performance yesterday is indefensible. Indefensible. So if you wanted to have yeah. that for, for, for the first time in years, if somebody said, hey, we wanted to go a different direction at quarterback or a different direction at head coach, um, you know, I'm open to it. Now you have to come with answers, right? You have to come with a plan or, or something like that. But, I mean, I'm open to it because it's third year in a row that, uh, you know, both of them look like they kind of clammed up in the biggest game of the year. Yeah, you and can't have really both. No defense for them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Like you, you, and that's what I mean by, bro, like, look, if if your coach going to clam up Dak, you can't clam up either. You can't do that. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's both of them. You know what I mean? It just looks like they look outmatched. They look like the JV playing varsity. You know what I mean? There's nowhere to go. Uh, and and it, it starts with them and it trickles down all the way through. You know, um, and, and, and to a point now, I'm, I'm getting kind of annoyed. Uh, you know how Denver with Russell Wilson, they, they kind of got over his whole, you know, positive nation, all that kind of thing. And at the end of the day, it's not bad to be positive. But um, with Dak's whole, you know, accountability thing, I mean, it's just the same things happen and the same things are said. You know what I mean? So yeah, there's only so much you can, kinda, only so much you can say, yeah, exactly. like, it, you know, it's, like, I mean, that's all fine and dandy, brother, but like, why didn't it change on the field? You you said you had a different mentality. You said you had all this kind of stuff, and, and maybe you thought you were doing it. But at that point, maybe you're not the guy, right? Maybe you're not the one that's going to get us over that hump. And and for the first time in in, in years, since like 17, when he was still bad, back, and he, before he got he got good, before he broke his leg and all that, like for the first time in years, I'm, I'm actually considering like, hey, maybe we need to go in a different direction. You know what I mean? So – because he's, he's shown, because if it was not this year, 
when he was in MVP talks, when he he is uh, second team all pro, when he is you know having the best season that he's ever had, and the same thing happens again. Like, Worse. I, I just you know the conversation may be that it's just not you, bro. You know what I mean? So you know, and I hate being that way because I, I love Dak to death. I love what he's done for the for this organization in the regular season, but it's three years in a row him and the head coach have clammed up in the, when it matters most and. You know, as an organization, you just have to sit back and, and see and evaluate whether that's right for you or not. Only three players. Oh. Only three players. I think this is in the history of the – or two players. In the history of the game, I, I think this is the history, or, or at least in the modern era. I don't know. Have had three or more opportunities to in the divisional round to advance to the championship game and, and haven't Dak Prescott and Tony Romo. That's crazy. See, I mean, yeah, I mean, you can't have that. You can't have <laughs> That's that, bro. Freaking crazy! <laughs> what? The only two quarterbacks to ever to, to not be able to do it with that many opportunities on the same franchise back to back. I just, yeah. just unbelievable, bro. Yeah, that, that, that's all I got this morning, brother. I'll let you get to somebody else. I know you, you know, you're running up on time and everything, but hey, hey, we'll man, get a couple I, more periods. Yeah, man, it's, 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 this is the time to be to, to, to vent, man. Appreciate you, DJ. Yes, sir. Yeah. All the all the adjectives, the words, the like you, you like Dak, you're not escaping those charges. Not after yesterday. And they're only gonna grow louder. And honestly, again, whether well, you say sky ain't fair, man. I've been saying this for for the last I don't know how many years. Fair don't matter here. You gotta be super. If you if you can't be, bruh, at some point, I don't know when it's gonna be. They gonna fr- try to figure out somebody else can be. Now, do I want my Q to have to be Superman for four games? No, I don't. But you can't go out there looking like Lois Lane. And your your cue and your head coach clammed up, man. That, that like all of the things that have been said, the bright lights and all that stuff. It, for the first, I mean, honestly, for me, for me, maybe a few times San Francisco and whatnot. But other than that, I mean, dude came out there and balled in the playoffs, but he felt like he was playing looser. Mm, this felt like the pressure, guys. That's why I asked Jesse. I said, "Look, man, we don't know the answers. Could it be the pressure got to these guys? It's only mounting." At what point do you say, all right, clear this pressure. We can't handle it with this current group. Let's figure something else out. I'm not here to fight. Everything's on the table. Good morning, Los. I know you're one of our most positive callers, brother, but even you can't be (laughs) that damn positive after yesterday. Hell to the F no, man, Sky. I mean, you know what I said with the bars, right? Hey, if they better run, you better know how to run. And if you got to pass, you better come in with the game plan how to pass, right? Hey, hey, Lowe's, you hit them with you hit them with it. You said, hey, you better know how to run and you better know how to pass. And they couldn't do none of that, yeah. You did. Exactly, Scott. Exactly. And I said it. Regular season is cute. You can be dominant regular season. Yeah, Mike but if that. you throw all that, you can throw all that shit away in the playoffs, man. Like, what happens, guys? Like, from the start, you just saw what team came to play. And I would like to even say one coaching staff knows it was a win to go home. Mm-hmm. The, the other one, it was just regular season, preseason, nothing, right? 
We had no rhythm, no urgency, and I have to give respect to Love and Lafleur. One hundred. They made the plays. One. They he made the plays, and he made the greatest scheme to attack our secondary second level. However, that doesn't mean we couldn't stop them and cannot stop them. Because every time we needed to stop, like third nine, third and five, or whatever, they just kept their drive alive and kept going. And that was the worst defensive strategy I ever see. And offensively, I didn't even know. What was their plan? Because it seems like they wanted to get Tony Pollard to be the hero of this game. When all season, our passing game was like our superpower. And you could have done it against this team, Green Bay. But it just seems like, man, what, what are we doing, Scott? I really don't know, man. And I'll, I'll leave it with this. I'll leave it with this. Sure. This game is completely on themselves. The players, the coaches, the ownership, everybody. If they want to look at themselves, they better look at the mirror. Because if Jerry wants to see another Super Bowl, he better be watching those replays of when he was 51 or 52 or however old he is. Because 20 years ago, when he bought this team, he bought the lottery and not a team. Because let's get this straight. Jerry Mann is a businessman. He's not a football GM. He bought the Cowboys for the opportunity to be an NFL owner. And he brought a great mind. Jimmy Effing Johnson. You're talking about a head coach that changed the draft. He changed the, the basically the motivation. The, his, he held his players accountable. A head coach that, you know, chose a great coaching staff, et cetera, right? And then after that, nothing. You know, ego got in the way, and we, we, we haven't been the same. Yeah. But I'm, I'm a... I'm going to say this. I'm always going to be DC for life. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie to you, Sky. But one thing you always told me and I almost keep this in my mind, we got to win in spite of Jerry. And that's the only way, Sky. I can only hope we have a good miracle run in the playoffs during the time I'm alive cuz damn it, Sky, I haven't even seen an NFC championship since, since I was born. I'm just uh, hoping for that. We are all I, on a crazy least, drought. No matter how old you are, this drought is is nuts. Exactly, and I'm just I'm just blessed that I saw my my baseball team. I have a good hockey team. I'm blessed that I saw that because Cowboys, man, it's like a like like my girlfriend. It's a toxic relationship, man. We she even said I got to break up with this, man. Wait, 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 <laughs> wait! Your girl told you this is a toxic. Y'all got a toxic relationship. Yeah, she's like, man. She's like, man, they don't do nothing for you. They just make oh, you, they oh, just break your oh, ear oh, okay, after okay, year. Okay, okay, okay. Your girl is saying and, and then, your girl is saying your relationship with the Cowboys is toxic. Yes, sir. Okay, because damn, so like, damn, Los, you, you ain't got to tell us about your business <laughs> at the crib. Okay, I got you. Bro. I thought you said your yeah, relationship man. was toxic. Like, what you doing to that girl? No, no, that's it. But yeah, that's all, Scott. I mean, like, right, if man. we're gonna win. We just better change the culture. We better know what the what the hell we're doing. And I'm gonna leave you with this, guy. I'm sorry. One last thing. If you look at the 2013 Commanders, I'm I'm sorry. I'm doing a throwback. 2013 Commanders. But look at that. Yeah, look at that. Look at that coaching staff. Oh. They had Lafleur. Yeah. yeah McVay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had everybody. Slowick. And it seems like, and it seems like every single of those coaches can beat the Cowboys, and they plan for the Cowboys. Look at Mike McDaniel, Sean McVay. Lafleur, they just have Cowboys number, and yep. I just I don't I don't know if we can either, I don't Bro. know what can we overcome them. I don't know. So that's all I gotta say. Peace nah, out, Scott. I know we have sixty-seven months to vet, and I'm gonna I'm gonna keep it a bean. But thank you for all the all your work, Sky. Thank you for a great season, and hey, hopefully next year, man. That's all.
Appreciate you, Los. Our guy, Los. Boy, boy, Los, I thought thought you was having trouble in paradise, man. Said like my like my girl always says, you know, I'm in a toxic relationship. <laughs> it is, man. It is a toxic relationship with the Cowboys. Uh, but you know. I still got that button. I ain't pressing in a minute, man. It is what it is. It is what it is. Hope all is well in, in, in paradise. Close. Hope all is well. Magic City, man. I know you, I know you ticked off, brother. And, and I know you ticked <laughs> off at your at your you say you've been telling you, hey Dan, bro. I need you to step up, Dan. You Dan you step up, bro. What's up though, Magic City? I told y'all, everybody didn't want to listen. Nah, we all everybody. we all talked about Dan Quinn, Marv. Don't do that. Don't do that, man. Don't do that. Yes, you and me. Did nobody else? Don't don't take up for him. No. Yeah, I, but I, uh, all right, you're right. So I ain't gonna. You know what I'm saying? The big time. I want every fan on here. I don't hear nothing about the owners. They did what y'all wanted to do. They put your band in the Hall of Fame. They let Dan Quinn run his offense. They let McCarthy run his, I mean, they yeah. let McCarthy run his offense. Flipped it. They let Dan Quinn run his defense. So don't come on here. I don't want to hear nothing about the owners. No. They did everything for us. We thought the curse was broken. Now it's the players. And I'm going to tell you all, Raven, this is what I'm going to show all you fans. Oh, and, and you fans on here. I'm 60 years old. Oh, I've been a Cowboy fan. Yeah, I'm 60. Thought, so I'm thought, I thought you might be like 50, 51. Okay. No, I'm 60. And I look younger than most people that you probably got on this phone that's 30 or 40. You do. That's why I said that. I saw, uh, I saw a picture yeah. of you. So I thought you was like in your, yeah. your 50s, like young 50s. Yeah. So, but uh, the problem, Cowboys, they did it to us again. Dan Quinn, I mean, with the stupid defensive coverage. They was getting torched. I'm like, I played when I hey, still, you you played football before, right? Yes, sir. Okay. I played safety, y'all, and corner. Safety and receiver. One side of the field is mine, one side of the field is steel. Say we the both safety. I don't go on steel side. That's his side. I'm standing on my side. When that tight end was wide open, that's my man. You know, Marv, that play looked just like the play in um, against Arizona. You remember when um, I forget his name, Wilson? They did like a somewhere play action, move the pocket, and the inside guy on the trip side or, or or double side just got loose, man. Deep down, it's the same play. It, that that same can't play. happen to you in the playoffs, man. Oh my god, Dan Quinn. And, and, and we got to, like I said, me and you really don't take up for Dan Quinn because all y'all loving the interceptions. But since he's been here, he never stopped to run. Until we find a defensive coordinator, y'all, that can really stop the run. Now, you've made a good choice. You got to get one of them San Francisco defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator. It's a copycat league. You got to get one of them because all them coaches – I think, like you say, come from San Francisco, and two of them come from Philly on the offensive side. That's why Philly's offense ain't that good no more. It went to the Colts, went to the Cardinals, but that, that tree is from San Francisco. We 
We yeah. got a copycat and take one of their people. And I, we want to get over this. Look, bro, when when they let go of Kellen last year, and my very first name I popped up was A-Dog, Bobby Slowick. That's past game coordinator over there in San Fran. I have to go look and see who's over there now or who's under Slowick or who's under McGee. Who is he at right there? He's in Houston. He's the offense coordinator in Houston. I don't know if he'll leave, but but yeah, he's going to be. You probably... better take him because he's just the coordinator. That's the coaches. We got to mm. get the tree, y'all. If we come get, look what the quarter, look at the quarterback from the coach destroys Cincinnati defense. I mean, the Cleveland defense. And that's oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you better go get him, Jimmy. If Jimmy, I mean, if Jerry, if you're listening, you better go get that dude. That's what you need because. And then they scheme a defense. They were in the same scheme of defense as the 49ers. Four down linemen, three real linebackers, and four safeties, and they know how to cover. You're getting digs back. Yeah, D'Amico's fantastic. Hey, look, 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 Marv. I'm with you, man. We got to get back to real defensive. This little – look, it, it was cute. You want to run this big nickel thing for three years. It was, it was cute in 21, Dan. But you got it. Like football is football at the end of the day. Like you can't reinvent the wheel. Yeah, I mean you can't reinvent the wheel. Safeties can't play linebacker all damn day. You can't run nickel ninety percent of the time. You just can't do it. And if you're going to do that, then you got to bring out you know cover guys that can cover when you ask them to drop back. So get back to basics of defensive football. Basics. And putting guys in position. I'm bringing Gilly back. 26 going back to the spot. I got number seven coming back. Put a, a, a battle for the safety spot. Don't favoritize. Get me linebackers. Michael, oh, you playing linebacker, brother. You're not playing DN no more. I'm sorry, brother. You me... playing linebacker. I'm going to give me another four, four linebacker like you in the draft and another linebacker. I'm not getting too big. Hank is coming back. 96, you getting the I, hell and, out and of here. Mar, 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 Mar. We'll get to, we'll get to the, we'll get to the personnel side of this thing. We got a long oh, way to go, Mar. We got a long way to go, Mar. Oh, my God. We just talked about happy yesterday. Like you say, yeah, but yesterday was embarrassing. It was. 48 points. Offense, uh, Playing like we played against the San Francisco, I was like, man, this is. Uh, I looked at my friend. I said, man, that's Kellen. That's Kellen Moore offense. <laughs> what are you doing? Hey. Man, they would have scored sixty on us, y'all. The score was really. They could, we could have stopped them. They would have scored sixty on us, y'all. That's embarrassing. They scored six of their first, not just scored oh, touchdowns, touchdowns on six of their first seven uh, possessions in the game. Offense. Their, their offense, not the pick six, not even including the pick six, just their offense. Six of the first seven uh, possessions, and, and all of them except one were like 75-plus yard drives or 70 or whatever. It was, it was long drives, yeah. And I heard you in, in one of your look, uh, 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 your show, the linebacker coach ain't really a linebacker coach. That's what I'm getting on the phone. I'm calling my old – remember our linebacker number 50? What's his name? Sean Lee. Charlie, you got a job, my brother. I'm going to drop the linebackers for you. <laughs> nah. Al Harris, don't play this crappy defense no more, bro. We playing bump and run. No, we not playing all. And 26 playing scared. Uh, King Yard. Man, oh, you not an all hey, You not an all. Oh, Third God. and seven. Why, why are we calling a defense where your number one corner is playing 15 yards off of a damn tight end. I was in there, and see, this is why when Mark Mel was talking about something, hey, man, I appreciate you not being crazy. 
I went crazy. During, when that happened, I'm just sitting there, why the F are you 15 yards off the ball on third and seven or nine or whatever the hell it is? And all Musgrave did was saw the sticks, went to the six, turned around, first down. So what the? First down. All the corners playing scared. They didn't know what it was. That's Dan Quinn up there with that stupid uh, defense. And 33, bro. Man, embarrassing. That's why I say, you tell Broaders, when you get Broaders, Broaders, I hope I hope you listen. We're not drafting. Damn. Only player I like from the LSU is that receiver. We can get him in the third round at 6-0. Walker, number 11, cold-blooded. That's who I'm drafting. Another him. Get rid of number 13. Even though he had a good game, he can't run no more. Uh, and, hey, uh, hey, hey, Marv, no we, more we, defensive players from LSU. Yeah, Mar, we ain't doing a whole, we ain't going down a whole list of who to get rid of and all that stuff today. Not today, Mar. We're, we're gonna, we're, today. yeah, we got a long ways to go. We're gonna break it down. You can call them when we talk about these, you know, these these units. But there will definitely be a churning of the roster like it is every I'm year. A, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch your show because you know y'all be good some show. But right now I'm like the other fans. I guess I'm burnt out. I'm just chilling. I, I ain't even saying nothing. And I'm like, you know, whatever happened, happened, you know. But you need to go, Cowboy Nation, forget Belichick. He ain't won in six years. This time is over. You need to go get that young guy, just like Steel just said. Go take him off of Houston, make him your offensive coordinator. And Dak Prescott, bro. Bro. Let us down. Bro. Bro. This is my last thought, man. This is do or die, bro. You either with us. It's all about the star. You say the same thing every year. You panic. And I'm watching number uh, the quarterback from Kansas City, cold-blooded, using his feet, running 30 yards. Pat. Man. Come on, man. Oh, he ain't no Pat. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my. That's Patty what I thought we were going to get from my quarterback. And then you know. cold-blooded. You see that yeah. game? I even... <laughs> Pat, pass, a, pass an alien, fam. Oh, my God. With bad receivers. Yeah. Come on, man. That's embarrassing. And you can't say the offensive line didn't block. Offensive line was giving Dak Prescott all the time in the world. No, nah, this was cloud and coverage. We talked about this in the pregame show. I didn't think that the Packers was going to get pressure on Dak. It was going to be – I just thought that our scheme and our receivers would be able to get open. And every time it seemed like – again, I didn't watch the tape yet, but it seemed like every time that um, – what's his name? Uh, Greg Olson? He would say, yeah. there's nobody open. And I'm just sitting here like, how is nobody open? I mean, this they're running a uh, telling more offense. I, again, I go. I'm gonna go I've look at the, the watch film. You watch you. Yeah. I'm like slant. I'm like, what the? Man. What I mean is, what, what I mean is, oh. I don't get how nobody is open against a pass defense that's not good. So I, I just didn't understand how every time he's dropping back, there's just it just looked like again we were on a road somewhere and we don't have the one, two, three. First reads not there. Second reads there. Boom. Like. Where was the combination routes? Where where, where was the deep? I, I, I don't I don't understand it. That's not a good passing defense. What happened in this That's game? The so defense in the 49 and the Cowboys. Uh, oh, well, let me say, Cowboys fans, the Cowboys. Thank you, Cowboys, for showing the 49ers what not to do when Green Bay come in a town. Number eleven finna have a big game. He finna kill Alexander. Uh-huh. The tight end oh man, you ain't got to worry about oh, Shanahan running some BS. No, 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 no. That's not gonna happen, man. Oh God! But we need to go young, like you say. Still, get that coordinator from Houston, bring him over, make him the head coach, because he gonna run a real four-three defense. He gonna run a San Francisco team. Probably will. And Michael Parsons, man, you need to stop the podcast, bro. 
And then, and, and I've seen it on the show when he said, oh, I might go with Dan Quinn. I'm going to tell you to everybody, if you don't want to be a cowboy because still this passion, I'm passionate, we're going to trade your ass out of here. I'll trade mm-hmm. your ass so fast, Michael Parsons, and give me two, three first-round picks. You ain't to me, boy. Don't go me. Don't have me go off on your punk ass. Hey, relax, man. Relax, dog. Like, come on, man. I'm like, uh, I'm like Big James. Big James went off last night. He was hot. I don't care what you like, but but we gotta relax, man. Punk ass, like you wouldn't even say that to Micah to his face. Don't say that on here. (laughs) Yeah, what you gonna do? The same thing somebody else gonna do if you call him a punk ass me in front of them. Like, what you talking about, Mark? Like, come on, man. man. Michael Parsons is the least of your worries. Being on a podcast is the least of your worries. Point blank, period. You just sat there well, talking about moving Michael say, back to linebacker, say, and then you call him a punk-ass B. Like, come on, man. That's, that's, well, that's I, doing too I much. I just hate people to be talking so much and don't do their thing. Well, the podcast is designed. Right, I got you, man. I got you. Trust and believe me. If you think the podcast, I don't care what he said. I'm talking about what you. I don't. I don't know what he said. I didn't. I don't. I don't watch. I don't watch his videos. But but if you think the podcast is is the reason why the Cowboys went out there and gave up 48 points, man, we're lost. We're lost as a fan base. We're lost as a fan base. It was horrible. Now we just reaching and grasping. Yeah, we just reaching. But you know, we get frustrated. But I, I get that, but like I said, I literally just said, hey, call on more. You can cuss. You can say, but but let's relax with the MFers and, and punk ass bitches and all that type of stuff. Like that's now y'all just y'all just sounding y'all sounding like. Yeah, that's true. That's you know what I'm true. saying? Like but that's anyway, that's going too you far. You know, that's just the fans. Gotta get our frustration out. But it doesn't matter. It's over. We just need a better four three defense. New deep new deep tackles with Hankins, and uh, let's go and put Michael back at linebacker and play the right game. I, we I, just got to wait again. Next year, we just got to see what happens. And I don't know who's going to be the coach, but. And I ain't going to get. And the Jones did what they had to do. So I'm not even tripping off the Jones. It's all about the player. Did you see Jimmy Johnson? I did. Went off? I didn't get a chance Whoa. to hear it. Uh, I need to go back and listen. But at uh, halftime, I saw him fired that. up. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. He was pissed off. That right there, he would have been off. <laughs> he would have been off on some <laughs> That's what you need. I see what you said. We need somebody like that in the locker room. But that's where I'm torn, Marvin. And I'll talk about it a little bit more. But that's where I'm torn. Yeah, I want the young bucks, but I think we also need kind of a culture shifter. or what? I don't know, man. I keep saying culture change, but, man, somebody I like, Vrabel, like that. If you, if you get Vrabel, that means the the, the, uh, the halfback on his team going to come over there. Watch for that. Oh, uh, shit. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. We're going to get to yeah. all of that throughout the off season yeah. from a personnel standpoint um, and figure but out I how, don't how hear, And another thing, I don't want no Philly fans to us. If they win tonight or they lose, don't say nothing because y'all bums too. I don't want to hear that. You know what I'm saying? You ain't want nothing to do. So the Philly fans that listening, y'all bums too. I don't want to hear nothing. Now, if you win the Super Bowl, then you can talk to them. But right, you boy. like us. But a uh, salute. But like I said, I told my friend, he said, after we got bandwagon, after we got beat by the 49ers and the Eagles got beat, my friend, the Eagle fan, and we looked at it too, we said, man, 49ers going to win. We said, yeah. <laughs> we both picked the 49ers anyway. Well, against the Packers? But I thought we had a chance. Huh? Yeah, but we no that before in the uh, regular season. No, no, in the 49ers. Oh yeah, Dallas, yeah, yeah. yeah. 40, that beat Philly. 
Yeah, yeah. 49ers were, was the, if you had to go to San Fran, that was always going to be uphill battle. You, you weren't going to be favored. Yeah. You needed to play perfect ball, yeah. but you couldn't even yeah. you didn't even earn the shot to get there. You know, you, you couldn't beat the Packers. And, you wasn't beating nobody. You wasn't beating the Niners. I know. That's embarrassing. We couldn't even beat the Packers. Hey, don't we always start trends? The first time a seven seed, we two seed. So I said we made history. First time a seventeen seven seed won. The first time uh, a tw- a 12-win team three years in a row didn't advance to the playoff or to the championship game. The first time a team won, uh, not team won, but a team had a 150-plus point differential in a division and didn't make it to the Super Bowl, right? And I think, if I'm not mistaken, we are in the longest drought in the history of the game or, or modern game of not making it to a, a championship game, conference championship game. That's nuts. That's nuts, What would man. you do? We got one year. Will you pay him four more years or three years or just play one more year with the sixty one million? That what would you do? They're in a they're in a they're they're in a tough situation here. I think the first domino has to be who's my court my coordinator. I'm sorry, my um uh, head coach. Because if, okay. if we if we change the head coach, then the rest the rest will fall. So does the head coach want to keep him around? If not, then you start out to entertain trades, right? Unfortunately. You know, that's just uh, if he doesn't want to keep him around. If they're gonna keep uh, McCarthy, I think they're both going to a lame duck season and say, "Bro, this is it. This is your, this is your last go round." But I think it starts with who's my head coach. And if my head coach says, "Hey, this ain't the quarterback I want to run this," then they will have to entertain. And I don't know anybody trading uh, unless they get the extension, right? I mean, I should say anybody trading. They'll trade for him, but they'll have to do an extension. So let's start with that first, and then the rest of the domino. That's why I said at the start of the show, the first domino that's going to fall is. Who, what are you doing with McCarthy? Because I think McCarthy and Dak may yeah. be tied to the hip. They are. He got one year left on his contract. Both of them Dak do. got one year. Yep. I'm going to do one more year. This is it. Forget it. Yep. This is it. And then, but the defensive coordinator, he don't come back. Oh, well. He's not closing. If the defensive coordinator don't come back, get you a 4-3, a real good defense, get some big D tackles, and let's Get the rice deep in there. No more favorites on that defense. Yeah, we he's got, not coming back. Bro. We got. He coming back? No, I don't think so. I don't think he's coming back. Even if he doesn't take oh. a head coaching job, there. I'm I'm telling you, the half of that locker room has has been out on him for for a minute now. Oh, they've been oh because they've been favoritism, haven't? That you use the word. I love the word favoritism. Is it favoritism? But you're not completely wrong on that, and, and that's part of it. The other part is lack of adjustments. The other part is the stubbornness to not listen to the guys. The other part is, I'll just let it all out there. They, they've soured on, on, on him, and not because of the person he is, but because of, of what he is doing on the field from a schematic and game plan standpoint, how he's using his best players or lack thereof. They have soured. Uh, I can't speak for everybody, but I do know that there is – there's a good bit of that locker room that's just like, man, whatever, man. I'm out. Oh, see? I knew it. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Well, good show, brother. And to all the fans, I don't want to hear nothing about the owners no more. Some sorry players came out there and dropped a goose head for us with the bad coaching. So let's see what happened. McCarthy, they keep him. This is your last year, bro. And Dak Prescott, ass, everybody Coach, sick man. of you. Yeah. Came to, you know, oh well. Let's go.
I'm going to watch Pre- the show. Appreciate you, Mar. All right, fam. Salute. On one hand, yeah, you 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 cannot get out coached that way and outplayed that way. On the other hand, who's hiring those dudes, right? That's that chicken and egg conversation that we're always going to have. Who's hiring the Garrett's? Who's hiring the Kellens? Who's hiring the, the Shannon or the Linehans? Who's hiring the McCarthy's? Like, that's the chicken and egg conversation you're going to have. Always seems to be something in this goddamn organization. All right, we got a couple super chats. Starved. Super chat. Shouts out to you, King. King dropped five and said, uh, playing zone against a team that feasts against zone while you're a man team is mind boggling to me. Um, one second. I don't even know if he had the answer, Sway. Zone or man. But I agree. Like I said at the start of this, I'm with you, King. To start the game now, when you know, I think it was second possession, they went third and nine, dropped Micah back. Like, what are you doing? Like, why, why are you getting cute in the playoffs? We talk about throwing curveball. So, look, I if you want to throw a curveball, throw a curveball, right? But maybe the curveball is a personnel. The curveball shouldn't be to take your best pass rusher on third and nine and drop him back in coverage. The curveball shouldn't be to put uh, J. Ron Curse. One of the worst zone cover guys you got on the team in coverage. Not the curveball, man. The curveball shouldn't be, damn it, I don't have an answer. I'm just going to zero blitz at the 20-yard line, knowing if I don't get home, that's a tutty or whatever it was. The 20-something-yard line. It was one of the worst. And I'm just talking defensively. I've said this many a times offensively, but especially in the playoffs. One of the worst game plans I've seen from Dan Quinn. Playoffs, non-playoffs. Just just, just really bad and, and uncharacteristic in the playoffs. In the playoffs, he usually puts together decent game plans. I had no answer, man. And credit LaFleur and them. I, I'm a credit LaFleur and them. I'm a credit love. They, 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 they diced that thing up. Recruiter dropped five. Super chat. And said Quinn needs to get fired before he walks out. They, yeah, he's just going to walk, right? Like, he's going to take a head coaching job. Again, though, maybe. You want you want to talk about drama, right? What if Quinn says again, nah, I'm good? Or a team says, hey, man, after watching that, I'm good. Quinn's still here. You would have to make a decision. You can't run this thing back. I said that in 21, though. I said you couldn't run it back, and they ran it back. 22, Mike, he said, my hey, man, look, man, it's either me or him. They picked him. Offense had its the year it's had. And then we get to the playoffs, and we shrivel right back up. Sanjay dropped five Super chat. and said, Bill Belichick is the only coach that can have a disciplined uh, team under Jerry's team show up in the playoffs. And that's more where I'm I struggle, bro. Everybody gonna write off Bill. Hell, even I probably initially wrote it off, but and that's this was before I seen the the game, obviously, right? Like I wrote Bill off when the talks were happening. Like if Cowboys lose, you know, Bill Belichick. Um that's like, man, Cowboys lose. It ain't gonna it ain't gonna be it ain't gonna be like this. 
<laughs> I didn't I didn't expect that. Right? So I'm like, if they lose, you know, it's probably good. Not Bill. Right. But then and you lose the way you've been losing. When you're when you have the current climate that you have in this organization. And me and B Bird talk about this to feel like every offseason. There's been two coaches that have changed the climate of this organization, and both of them were no nonsense guys. And you would not consider them players coaches. Jimmy Johnson, Bill Parcells. Both had issues with Jerry. But both of those guys literally changed the culture in Dallas and set up the Cowboys for the success that you see. Well, you know, when I say success, I mean regular season post uh, Bill. But I don't think you you have a competing team without that. And you know, everybody gives credit—not everybody, but a lot, a lot of, not a lot of credit. But you know, Marv, I'll just say, he says, oh, front office, yada yada yada. Yeah, Will McClay, you know. But at some point. These type of things, say what you want to say about 72-year-old Bill. You hardly see this happen continuously. You don't come away from teams saying they lack toughness with Bill. They were unprepared with Bill. They don't make adjustments or have answers with Bill. You might come away and say, hey, man, that dude sucks as a, a guy that drafts. Well, you got a Will McClay. You got to worry about drafting. Well, that dude sucks at hiring uh, coordinators. Well, that's where you tell Will or Will Bill. Look, let me give you some options here. Or you bring in, or you bring the guy that offensively you've had the most success with, and that's uh, what's the what's the dude's name that got fired? Another McDaniel's or something like that? Josh, Josh McDaniel's. Say what you want about him as a as a uh, head coach. Somehow, some way, seems to always be locking step with what Bill wants, and it usually works out. Granted, Tom Brady, I get it. Uh, Mac Jones, year one, no, I think he was still there, and they had some success. But say what you want about them. You would never say they lack toughness. They're unprepared, uninspired, effort, adjustments. That's where I'm torn, man. That's where I'm going to walk it back a little bit when it comes to Bill. I'm going to wait this thing out, mull it over a little bit more. I think there is something to it. Black Lion Drop. Super chat. 10, appreciate you. Said this team is soft. Yeah, the original... uh, Thumbnail of this was embarrassing, uh, gutless, and soft. Another thing, you just don't see Bill Belichick teams. Sit, you know? And I mean, these are the things we've been saying for a long time. But you don't, since Camp Cupcake, you don't see Bill Belichick teams saying soft. Mike Variable teams, hardball teams. And you're not saying that with them dudes. Um, soft that succumbs to playoff failures until their owner, front office, hire a coach who can change the culture. And instill toughness and discipline, we will have the same results. There's something to that. There's something to that, man. And, and we'll, we'll, let's dive into this a little bit more throughout the week. I don't think an answer is going to be said tomorrow. We'll, I'll be regurgitating some of this uh, tomorrow. Maybe I'll bring on Koye because we, we got to talk about this. I'm not sure when, but I do want to have this conversation. I don't think it's as cut and dry as just go get the next the next best young guy or bring in a guy that could change that part of it, right? Being tough, being disciplined, being accountable, not just a player's coach. Cause they love Mike. Like that's never that's not the question. They love Mike, but that's Mike's a player's coach. Mike gonna let it let you let your hair down and things like that. But I've heard some things about that locker room. 
after a particular game like this that rubbed me the wrong way. And that starts with said culture. B. Bird talks about it at, you know, saying, you know, you can't have your owner setting that culture, right? You can't have the grandpa setting that culture. This isn't new that it's a country club atmosphere, the country club Cowboys. I don't think McCarthy is going to be able to, to, to change that. Not as a player, you might need a disciplinarian, man. You might need it. But what comes with that? Right? You're then going to be asking Jerry to relinquish some things. Maybe even Steven to relinquish something. There's going to have to be a compromise. And, and look, confrontation is good sometimes. It sounds like I'm leaning towards one of those damn dinosaurs, as, as we called it yesterday. But I think there's something to talk about, bro. That's a conversation I want to continue to have throughout the week, Cowboys Nation. Obviously, we'll continue to talk more about the game, about the disappointing end to the season and, and where the Cowboys go from here. Um, maybe we'll get some news th- throughout throughout the week. I'd bet, I'd bet we'd have some type of answer in the next 72 hours. Maybe not a legitimate one way or the other. But even if Jerry comes out and says, yeah, we are entertaining the possibility of making a major change, then that's something we'll have to we'll discuss. But Dallas loses in an embarrassing, embarrassing, embarrassing fashion. Leaving a lot of us speechless, frustrated, pissed off. Now we got to pick up the pieces. And start the offseason earlier than we expected. Earlier than last season. The same time as the previous season. And they just keep getting whooped by this damn Shanahan tree, man. McVay in 2018. Shanahan 21. Shanahan 22. LaFleur in 23. When you just going to join the club, bruh? If you ain't going to hire one as a head coach, maybe you need to hire one that's right up under the head coach you do have. But it is what it is, man. I'm going to go ahead and press this button. Very, very frustrating show. But win, lose, or draw, I'm here for it all, Cowboys Nation. Push the goddamn button. Push the goddamn button. I'll be back tomorrow. Mo will be on tonight. We'll be discussing this with our compadres throughout the week. Pat will be on Thursday. Um, Okoye will be on. Maybe I'll get... Uh, foots on here to rap about it. Boy, I have conversations. And then at some point within the next few weeks, maybe month, we'll turn the page to the draft. But we're going to review this season and build this thing. Got it.